0: Hello, good people of TSHE. This is Ann calling from somewhere between Roslyn, Washington, and Ellensburg, Washington. Even though the show was two and a half hours long, I listened to the entirety
1: of it during my half hour commute, which is still happening. I left my house at 6 a.m. It's now 8.42 a.m. I'm not at work. I'm 15 miles away from work. So
0: record to your heart's content, there's an audience out there for you. I haven't even made it across the river. Thanks, guys.
1: Anne Home, And this show has everything. Friendly competition, not-so-friendly competition, your mall food choices, more holiday movie reviews, and that is just for starters. And joining me today, taking a break from their Twitch streams, are the Tishi Hardcore Gamers. First up, from Honey Pit Studios in Detroit, Michigan, it's Meredith, <laughs> the MPH fan, Harn. Hi, Meredith. Hi, Anne. That's re- I got to delete that from the show sheet so you guys forget about it. <laughs> it's in my memory. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> and from Necco Wafer Studios in good old Linwood, Washington, it's the nice lady, Christy Wise. Hello, Christy. Hello. Oh, you sound so chipper.
2: I should update mine, too, because now that I'm not hoarding Necco wafers, they're easy to get. What? <laughs> Oh, yeah, they started making them again, Yeah, they right? just sell them, yeah. They're just
1: yeah. flooding the population. Yep. Exactly. Well, and, so, and,
0: you know, I haven't had to drop any sort of thousands of dollars on my house in the last...
2: Knock on wood, hurry. <laughs>
1: Find something wood so. to knock. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a matter of time, and you know it. <laughs> yep. Well, as always, we'll start with a little small talk. We'll check what's in the mailbag, do some game playing in medium talk, make some recommendations... Call housekeeping to clean up the pieces from all the game boards that I flipped in rage and let you know how you could get involved with the show. All right. I'll take us into small talk. We want to start with something very important, a Jam Tracker update. I crawled into the guts of WordPress and checked our tip jar and we had a deposit to our jam fund from our friend, Jonathan, he's going to get us out of a jam. And we haven't had any jams recently because we've all been trapped in our houses. Mm -hmm. But like we said about Meredith's house, it's only a matter of time. So (laughs) many thanks to Jonathan. You are a true friend and a true listener. And we love you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Now, the next topic is my ongoing series, the Christmas movie review. (laughs) Last week... Bobby and Hillary and I were discussing my Christmas movie, Holly's Holiday, uh, and Bobby noticed that on Amazon there was a four-movie collection that contained Holly's Holiday, and we fell into speculating about the movie Holiday Spin and what that could possibly be about, and it turned out to be a dance movie, which Bobby said, you know, is what everything on this show comes back to, is shitty dance movies, and I chastised him for calling it shitty when none of us had seen it. And he said, well, I think you better watch it. Um, so Bobby kind of assigned this to me, but I accepted it freely. It was a-, a free choice. So the movie Holiday Spin. Christy, you like holiday movies, don't you? Yeah, yeah, you do. I know that. <laughs> Meredith, you don't really watch those stupid Holiday romance thing. I no, that's not, not. really, It's not your flavor. It's not. You're too busy watching um, Mariska Hargitay arrest bad guys on SVU. That's right. <laughs> yep. That's a different kind of uh, show a altogether. Different kind of. Yep. <laughs> uh, but they have a Christmas show now and then. <laughs>
2: murder
0: of Santa
1: or yeah. Santa's the murder. <laughs> yep. As, as long as Ice T wears the Santa hat, I'm good with exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> so holiday spin is this rare kind of holiday movie that where the protagonist is a teen boy I don't think I've ever seen a dumb holiday romance where they've had a man as the main character except maybe I guess they're starting to do like gay stories now Mm -hmm. but I haven't seen any of those because I don't have cable so I can only find what's on the streamers And, um, so, so this was a weird place to start from in the beginning, but it centers on Blake who lives with his single mom in North Carolina and she runs a dance studio and he's going to be an MMA fighter. And then on Thanksgiving, his mom gets killed in a car crash and his long lost father, Ruben played by Ralph Macchio comes (laughs) to take him back to his home in Miami and Ruben runs a dance studio where his star pupil Pia is training to win the holiday spin dance competition. And the dance studio is in financial disarray. I mean, how good can this place be if they're struggling to survive that much? I mean, what kind of elite organization is this? But if Pia wins the holiday spin, then her studio gets a $50,000 check, which is a weird prize structure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but okay. And she has a hotshot partner, Rob, who wants her to go all the way with him. And he's pressuring her to have sex, and she won't. So he cheats on her, and they break up, and he goes to a different studio. And then she has to convince Blake to be her partner for the holiday spin. And they win, and they fall in love. And it's a happy ending. So I devised this rating system, as Bobby said, my hoe-based rating system. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Last week, I gave Holly's Holiday 10 hoes, or three and a third ho-ho-hoes, because I enjoyed it very much. (laughs) And the week before that, I gave the Christmas calendar two hoes, because it was very bad. And now I've realized that I have made a grievous tactical error, because I didn't leave enough room at the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because this movie is so bad I don't know what to do can I do half a ho just an h negative, negative hoes hose? would that be o's I
0: they don't know owe you
1: some hoes oh no that's what it could be <laughs> thank you Christy <laughs> this movie gets an O. no there were multiple points where I had to pause the movie Put the blanket over my head and no. go. No, ah, uh, <sighs> no, horrible, That's the worst. Because it was so embarrassing. I would call it a poor quality attempt at a cross between Strictly the Ballroom and The Cutting Edge. Oh, and I okay. don't think it was actually written as a Christmas movie, but I think oh. that when they decided that it might fit in the, I don't know if it was Hallmark or Lifetime or whatever that they were like, let's uh, get some Christmas in there. And so they did, because I don't think the final dance competition was supposed to be holiday themed. Um, <laughs> they had to do all the dances to Christmas music. Oh. Has anybody ever heard a Jingle Bells done as a samba? Because I have. <laughs> oh. <laughs> do you want to oh. know what Hark the Herald Angels sounds like as a swing tune?
3: no (laughs) you don't don't.
1: you do not (laughs) this the dancing is the least embarrassing part of this entire movie and they clearly went for casting dancers instead of actors oh Mm -hmm. yeah yep but there is like a dance-off in the middle of a party that's oh i like a good dance-off not this one you don't (laughs) 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 i i feel like bobby owes you two hours of your life back I can't blame this on Bobby. In fact, no. I did chastise him for saying that it was a shitty movie when we didn't know. And he was right. Yeah, he was right. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, th- I feel like
0: totally vindicated that these are not my type of movies just because they just, mm-hmm. I don't
1: know, so predictably bad. But they're supposed to be bad, but there's bad and then there's bad. Yeah. I ha- So... Ralph Macchio is way down the cast list on IMDb. So we thought that he just had like a one or two scenes. No, no, no. On the screen, he is the first credit. So. Oh, interesting. He's the star of this movie. I looked it up. He was 51 when it was filmed in 2012. So it's reasonable that he could have a 17 year old child Mm -hmm. or a 21 year old child as the person who played his kid actually was. But. He looks like a lumpy 24-year-old.
2: <laughs> his like, face is like uncanny. like there did he do work or just he
1: d- doesn't age? I, I don't think he's had work done or it wouldn't look lumpy the way it does. I think it's something. There's he's something just wrong. aging weird, and he looks nothing like this kid. and you know, his mother is played by Erica Aleniak. Of Baywatch fame. Mm -hmm. And she's like very blonde and whatever. So, you know, but it's like he has a totally different frame and build and skin tone. And he's not very much bigger than this kid who, by the way, looks a lot like Zac Efron. So. Oh, wait, what? Okay.
2: And (laughs) might be in. Christy's like,
1: yes, (laughs) yes. I'm listening. Didn't Zac Efron, he in the Hairspray musical, he played Link larkin didn't Mm -hmm. he and so this kid played link larkin in the nbc live hairspray oh okay i guess so there i'm not i don't think i'm imagining it but let's see what else was terrible the the bad boy stud of the dance floor who does the cheating is played by benji swimmer who i know from winning the second season of so you think you can dance and he is a world-class ballroom and swing dancer he is also the cutest sweetest funniest gay ex-Mormon and so to watch him playing this like horny oversexed (laughs) straight villain was not working
0: not believable
1: no (laughs) although he did have the unforgettable line after a confrontation with Blake he says to his like henchman come on man let's jet and I was like (laughs) okay Uh (laughs) let's (laughs) Let's do this. Also, I couldn't figure out who this movie is for, because it seems to be for tweens. But there's a kind of graphic sex scene in it mm. where the girl is like riding the guy topless and they're making sex noises. Whoa. Is it Ralph Macchio? No, no, no. It's, oh. it's, the, it's the gay ex-Mormon. Okay. Uh, bad boy stud of the dance floor. It's when he's cheating on Pia, the mm. leading lady. They, mm. sh- She catches him in the act. And it's, I mean, it's not porn, but it's more graphic for something that I would imagine is supposed to be PG. Also, um, at Blake's birthday party, his stepmother gives him, as his birthday present, candy cane striped Y front briefs. What? Okay. Like, if you hired a stripper... For a Christmas party, it's not inconceivable that he would show up in these. And (laughs) the 18-year-old's stepmother gave them to him for a present. That's inappropriate. So while this movie is a spectacle, I have to say, please, for the love of God, do not watch it. Do not watch it for the dancing. Do not watch it for Ralph Macchio. Do not watch it for... I don't know. The Broadway star, Karen Olivo, who hi- Hillary really liked. This movie is so embarrassingly bad that I think Christy is right on the mark for rating this an oh no. <laughs> 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 Meredith, there are much better bad Christmas movies out there.
2: Uh, and have you watched the Dash and Lily series on Netflix? I have not. Because that takes place at Christmas. So I count that as a Christmas show. I think it has... Oh, eight episodes. If you have time, watch that and tell me what you think. Is this a a, a tween-oriented show? They are in high school, yes. Okay. I mean... I read the book a long time ago.
1: Oh. It was like a young adult book. Well, we'll see. I feel a little weary of um, tween-oriented fare
0: right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did watch um, the last christmas uh great british bake-off competition you know when they bring back people from previous seasons and Mm -hmm. have them just do one show i love those i hate
1: them why (gasps) because i'm done with those people meredith (laughs) you don't want to see them (laughs) ever again (laughs) i don't need to see them ever again there's no stakes in the holiday i mean there's really nothing on the line they're just i mean somebody wins whatever but they're just having fun and i i don't care for it what's wrong with that (laughs) (laughs) and doesn't like i don't want to watch other does not care for fun has to have i started watching it the other day and i got five minutes in and i was like (sighs) i mean i really like tom the architect i thought he was cute and i think he's probably gay so i can just put those thoughts out of my head but like i don't care about him anymore i don't care about (laughs) him anymore
0: there's one with the cast of Dairy Girls, which is an Irish show on Netflix, and that was more, that was so entertaining because they're like used to being on camera and they're comfortable and they're friends with each other, so they, they, they tease each other and make jokes and stuff. And that was pretty fun. Hmm. Well, but maybe I'm I'll not going to make the mistake of recommending it to you,
1: so. I, I, I mean, I'll probably give it another try, but I tried watching it last year. I couldn't watch last year's. I was like, this is not giving me what I need. From this show, I don't like seeing Paul in Christmas sweaters. I mean, holiday jumpers, if we're being British about it. <laughs> See, I think that's the, the one of the funniest things about it, is this grinchy guy. <laughs> He's kind of subverting his own persona a little bit mm-hmm. on those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's keep baking talk going. Christy, you have a pie update? I do have a pie update. Um, a
2: couple weeks ago when we were reading everyone's responses to their favorite pie um Joellen said that her favorite is crack pie which is the crack pie formerly I guess it's formerly known as crack pie but it's the pie from Milk Bar and she sent me one for my birthday <gasps> oh, oh Joellen so nice. and I was very scared to try it because there's so much hype around it and I wanted to talk about it today so I tried it last night. I was very reluctant. It is amazing. Like I said, I am now going to measure my life um, before pie, BP, and after pie it, because it's so good. Have uh, either of you had? this? I don't pie? really know anything about it. Can you describe it? No. <laughs> okay. I can't. It's like heaven in a pie tin. Is is all I can.
1: And I think you said you made it right. I don't remember because you sent me the Momofuku Milk Bar Mm -hmm. cookbook and I have made stuff out of it, but it's a little bit um, because they're commercial recipes and so they use some odd ingredients or things that you would make a lot of, like a big batch of, and Mm -hmm. then keep and I have no reason to do that. Like They use dehydrated or freeze-dried corn corn powder. I looked everywhere. To find freeze-dried corn i ended up using cornmeal i was like whatever i don't care but um I, I just don't remember if i made that pie or not
2: it's just like butter eggs sugar um they say it's kind of like a chess pie mm-hmm.
0: oh okay i'm fine i found a recipe it's kind of like a custard
2: pie with but mm-hmm. like an oat crust yes the crust oh my gosh <laughs> The crust is amazing Um, and then I was like oh my gosh this is a whole pie what am I gonna how am I gonna keep it and then I was looking up and everybody says that it actually gets better the longer it lasts if you can actually let it last because Uh it's um, you know so good so I think I'm gonna have to Individually wrap slices and hide them Hopefully not in the ice maker Because you know I've been burnt by that
1: <laughs> Multiple times um, Right that was going to be my next question Is how involved is Jeremy in the life of this pie Well he He has
2: said so I didn't just get the pie That's the best part is it was this like Pack of one of every one of her Famous cookies um, Ooh. I know And um, Birthday cake truffle balls And those I was also a little bit worried about. I'm like, the, these look kind of weird. I'll try it. Those were made for me. Like everything <laughs> I like that, you know, because I love a, um, Funfetti. So it's basically just a cake ball that's Funfetti without the chocolate coating that they usually do mm-hmm. on cake, on cake pops. So those are delicious. So he is very much like, I'm not going to open anything unless you open it and you offer it to me so that's good uh do we believe him I do yeah okay (laughs) so I had actually before she sent this to me decided to make her cornflake marshmallow chocolate chip cookies and those are also labor intensive like you have to make this cornflake crumble before Mm -hmm. um and it's a lot of refrigerating and then taking things out and then doing it and um I showed Anne a picture of my (laughs) Cookie compared to to uh the hers, so I wanted to try one you of those. You mean your for crispy pancakes? S- yeah, they turned into very thin. I'm like, man, <laughs> why did this happen? And she's like, Well, because sometimes if the butter is too warm, they spread out that way. The problem is they came straight from the freezer, so I don't know. Maybe I messed yeah, it up. I don't. But I, don't I will know. tell you that both Jeremy and I took a bite of her version and mine, and we think mine's better.
3: Oh, yeah. well. Well, I, well. Shot and, I
2: could, and what I think is because I can use real butter, I bet she has to put in some kind of preservative type situation to make them last.
1: You know, I don't know. But, but now you're making me curious to make these cookies myself. Oh, and do it. They're crispy <laughs>
2: and chewy at the same time oh it's so good because the marshmallow melts and is like crunchy i i don 't know how to explain it, but it's it's very i 'm listening <laughs> <laughs> and the thing you make is like um the only weird ingredient in this one is um dehydrated milk oh yeah, yeah. powdered yeah, milk okay mm-hmm. yeah uh, so you pa- take the cornflakes and you crunch them up and then you put melted butter and this um dehydrated milk and sugar and you mix it around and then you bake that until it's crunchy, crumbly and then you put that in there with marshmallows and chocolate chips and a whole bunch of butter. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> I do like a good cornflake cookie. Okay, so try it. I want to okay. see what yours looks like compared to mine. <laughs> so that's my pie update.
1: Oh, that just sounds terrible. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, happy birthday. <laughs> Now, Meredith, you've also been baking, but you're taking it in a different
0: direction. Yeah, I'm going the savory route because we have one person with diabetes in this house and I don't want two. So I... You know um... what? That's his problem. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't need to have a whole pie for myself either is, is another thing. So, but anyway, I've, I tried to make pasties a long time ago and failed pretty badly um but i was emboldened by the success of our pie dough show um and i was kind of feeling like i'm a pie superhero i can make any pie you know i was like super confident about it and i i wanted to just do nothing but make pie all the time after that um that's tamped down a little bit but i did make pasties and they were amazing um and I tried a different, um, a different dough recipe because I, I had a feeling with the, with the butter pie crust that we made that it wouldn't hold together super well for something like a pasty, which is basically mm-hmm. a hand pie. Um,
1: yeah, I think that's fair.
0: Yeah. So I tried it with shortening, and I used half um, butter-flavored Crisco and half plain, and it turned out really well. Um, hmm. It wasn't any more difficult or easy to handle. I didn't think it made much of a difference in that regard. Um, but it did stay together really well. Um, and they turned, out, they turned out great. I had to, of course, throw bear in the basement. Um, <laughs> because as I, was, <laughs> as I was trying to... The hardest part of this was crimping. And so I was, I was struggling with the crimping and kind of like throwing a minor fit. Gregory actually came downstairs and was like, let me try. And he just like crimped them all up, no problem.
1: Oh, that bass <laughs> jerk.
0: Um, but while I was struggling with that bear, stood up on one of the stools on the island and took a chomp out of one of the raw ones <laughs> that I had sitting on a pan. And I was like, all right, bud, you're done. Uh, so he had to go in the basement for most of that. But they turned out really well. They, I did like a classic Cornish pasty recipe. So, And that mm-hmm. usually will have um, either ground beef or chopped up steak, um, potatoes, turnips, and or no no I'm sorry not turnips rutabaga this is very specific and then just like salt and pepper there's really not a whole lot to it um but they were delicious uh if I'm gonna try to make them again because I have extra filling and I I'm gonna put more salt and pepper because they were kind of boring um the filling was kind of boring but it was Mm -hmm. overall a, a good success and I think making something savory like this is a good kind of middle ground between me making a bunch of pies and not being able to eat them so i think this is maybe a, a better way for me to practice pie dough but i i feel even more emboldened now like i'm just Could. gonna do this all the time yeah
1: i don't think i've ever made pasties. i've made a, a lot of empanadas yeah and i have similar, the same right? i have the same issue with the crimping i'm like why
0: can't i do this i watched videos on youtube and i was like oh okay that makes sense and then i would yeah stand there and be like wait i don't understand
1: so yeah i think i just need to practice or just like kind of it's it's, this is really easy just like a rope twist yeah totally clear and they're like wait a minute i don't get it this isn't working
0: (laughs) yeah so they weren't beautiful the ones that gregory made looked great um but that's
1: you know as my mom says you can't eat them whole so it's not that big of a deal well that's awesome i like that we can have a whole meal that's just made with pie mm. dough of some sort yep you know there are some pasties i think it's traditional where you have a little dessert in one corner of the pasty so like three quarters of the thing you would fill with your rutabaga mixture i don't know why i latched a rutabaga but mm. um and then in the final corner you would put like a little bit of apple pie or something what like that. Mm. do you put like
0: a wall like a pastry wall in between them
1: No, there was that one episode of the Great British Baking Show where they did, they made something, what was it called? It was called The Clanger, where they did have a little wall between them. But this one, no, it just sort of sits there next to it. And they always mark which end is the savory and which end is the sweet, so Mm -hmm. you know which to start with. That's so clever. I'm going to look that yeah. I like that. It's really fun. There was a pasty place on campus. I'm sure it's dead now because of coronavirus and nobody being there, but uh I used to get them there sometimes. They were really fun. I like this. Why did we decide to record it this time? I don't ugh, I'm hungry. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's 12:12 for me here. Christy, this is what your time. fault. I
2: know. <laughs> Sorry. Well, we could do it later,
1: (laughs) I suppose. All right, let's finish up small talk with another voice memo, this time from someone who is quite familiar to me.
4: Hi, Tishi. This is Matt, Anne's littlest brother. Just wanted to send you a voice memo to express my appreciation of your discussion of malls. Um, You know, there were several years there where I worked at the store with Anne during uh, the holiday season. And um, as it happens, I tried to call Anne while you all were recording that episode. And uh, so she called me back shortly after and we we kept the discussion going with, uh, you know, all of our memories, including of at least one specific abusive customer. So the joys. Uh, But, you know, however many horrible things there were about working at the mall in December, I have to say that my memories of working with Anne still give me joy during the holiday season, uh, mostly because they are exactly that, memories. Also, I wanted to commiserate a little bit about horrible holiday music, specifically All I Want for Christmas is You. Um, You know, my, my girlfriend Meredith absolutely loves the song, Uh, To the point where not only will she light up when we hear it out in the world, but she will play it in our home. And um, one of these times she asked me, Why don't you love this song as much as I do? And I just said to her, You've never worked retail, have you? So I think that's the difference. Anyway, it's enough rambling from me. I love you all so long, and thanks for all the childhood head trauma.
1: Oh, thank you, Matt. I do like that kid. He mm-hmm. says he enjoyed working with me at the holidays at the store, but I will have to say I was probably not at my best <laughs> in those days. <laughs> I was a little stressed out, a little snappy, a little cranky. I was thinking but it was back
2: good memories for him though. That's cute.
1: Yeah, you know, it's one of those things that it's not that fun at the time, but then mm-hmm. you can look back at it fondly afterwards. I was thinking about this last night and Um, I started thinking about like how I can convey the difference between regular retail times and Christmas retail times. And I was thinking that if we just get upfront about money, like on a random weekday in July, in my store, at my location, at my, you know, 2004, whenever that was, if we did $1,000 in sales, that'd be, you know, a respectable day. I'd be happy with that. On a Saturday, if you did two thousand dollars in sales, again, you'd be really happy in that. And the Saturday before Christmas, one time I did eighteen thousand dollars in sales. Wow! 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 So when I talk about how terrible Christmas was, it's that—that's the degree that we're talking about. And the last mm, week before Christmas. Uh, you did twelve to fourteen thousand dollars in sales every day. Oh my gosh. Jeez. And that's why I wanted to fall down and die.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Were you counting and going, No wonder I'm exhausted?
1: <laughs> I mean, really, I would do more in sales on that final Saturday before Christmas than I did for the entire month of January. Oh my gosh. It was a thing. And you know what we got from the boss for it? What? Two comp days in January. They're like, Yeah, take two comp days. Oh, I'm like, okay, well, that covers the first week, right, of yeah. the Christmas season, but I wonder if that's normal. Um, I mean, I don't know. I haven't had experience with anybody else, but um, uh, uh, people that uh, that work in retail,
2: let us know if you get like a Christmas bonus or days off or anything. I'm shocked because,
0: because they I give want you anything. Them. Yeah, honestly, like me
1: too. I, you know, yeah. It's, there's problems with small business. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe at Target. They give big, big bonuses. I doubt it. I bet. But no. uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe, <probably> not.
3: <laughs>
1: maybe extra, extra pay. I don't know. But uh, thank you to Matt for um, allowing me to drag him in when I needed staff <laughs> at Christmas and working there with me. And um, I don't appreciate you saying thanks for all the childhood head trauma. It was only (laughs) the one time that I dumped you on your head. The other time you rolled off the changing table all by yourself.
2: That's not not your fault. Shouldn't have been so wiggly.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Baby. But uh, with that, why don't we go on to the mailbag, Meredith? Let's go to the mailbag. Um, Okay, so we need to talk about the
0: responses to uh, mall talk and food court talk. Um, And I'm going to start with uh, an email that we got from um, our friend Justina. Justina says, hi, T-Shears. I knew I'd love mall talk. And Anne, I was one of those groups. You know, those performing groups for Christmas. <laughs> although I'm pretty sure we were a cut above that band you were describing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you were. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, my high school elite singing group, the Encore Singers. <laughs> she says terrible name, but it was 1983. Uh, performed all over Southeast Pennsylvania during the holidays. We performed in the Borse building. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce hmm. that um sounds good and at lots of other malls including drum roll please the king of prussia mall the king of <laughs> prussia is such Hillary. a cool <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> hillary's dream mall yep. <laughs> uh and then she says to the question of the week my mall was the now gone granite run mall and it had a ferrels. do any of you know ferrels? i do not I've heard, heard of it you? because I've okay, heard
1: about it on TBTL because they kiss you on your birthday nauseam. oh gosh I don't remember that in the very old days mm-hmm. didn't they get they did a, a waitress from Farrell's yeah because they didn't know if
2: it was true so that I think they did a mystery solvers about it yes oh.
1: yep okay
2: um it was an ice cream
0: parlor and it was the place to go at the mall it was where I had my first ever vanilla coke and a love affair was born
1: I assume that's like a soda fountain drink and not like the vanilla yes. coats that you now buy, in I'm the sure. Camps. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um now to our Facebook responses for question of the week. Um Anne kindly grouped these because <laughs> there were some there were a lot of similarities. Um Phyllis, Tier, and Kathleen all said orange just orange Julius. Um this was a common response. A lot of people love that orange Julius. Andrea said orange Julius plus raw egg. Now I don't understand. Do you, what's going on with it? It was an
2: addition that you could have. Ugh. Why? And my mom has a has an Orange Julius recipe that we would have on special breakfast occasions, and it has
1: raw eggs in it. But,
2: but again, mm.
1: to Merida's question, why? why? Yeah, I, I still I don't, don't understand why. So
2: what I think... what There's those alcoholic beverages where you put egg white in it. Like frothed so wonder- egg white? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if it's that, if it's a texture of or if i made it without the eggs if it would taste as good i don't know i'm sure it gives like the yolk
0: gives it some creaminess and maybe the white gives it some fluffiness Mm -hmm. and
1: also some salmonella and some salmonella yeah i wouldn't get raw eggs from the mall
0: yeah i wouldn't trust
1: a 16 year old (laughs) at orange julius to safe food handling practices Back in the day, the Orange Julius at my mall, which was, I believe, next to the Arby's, that was my favorite place to eat at the mall, the sign had the A and the N burned out. So it did kind of say Orgy Julius. Oh, (laughs) good. I mean, do you pay extra for that?
0: (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's not on the menu that I remember um joseph says if i'm going for the full mall experience appetizer is soft pretzel main course is panda's orange chicken beverage is orange julius triple berry dessert sees free sample and maybe a couple more chocolates to go that is a day yeah <laughs> not that joseph's thought about
1: it or anything no right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> joseph do you miss the mall? <laughs> yeah um charles said pretzel dog malls allow me to be gross well i think there's Nothing no rules gross about yeah. that yeah, that's not gross great uh, Brandon says soft pretzels. I refuse to go shopping at the mall unless I'm bribed with a soft pretzel. I think that's a good rule.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Mia says cinnamon sugar soft pretzel. Oh God! Before times, I'd get them at the airport too. When I was a retail manager, my store was right across the hall from Great American Cookie Company. Now Great American Cookies. I loved their peanut butter cookies. When it was too busy to take lunch, I'd have those cookies. Mm,
1: cookies oh, for lunch. Yeah. Thank God I never worked across from a cookie <laughs> store. <sighs>
0: I I didn't have a lot of of mall food experiences because we weren't we didn't go to the mall because that was an extravagance. And if we went, we certainly weren't going to get food there because that's ridiculous. Right. We were the family who packed a cooler of sandwiches to go to the theme park. (laughs) you know (laughs) Yeah, we did that. There's no way on earth we were getting mall court food. But anyway, when I was a little bit older and would go myself, it was always an Auntie Anne's uh, cinnamon sugar pretzel.
2: My mall growing up didn't have a food court because it was it was too fancy. So there was a McDonald's, which I wasn't interested in. And then, um, I don't want to ruin Kate's answer, but there was like one store that had food. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll get, we'll get there yeah. in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: Leslie, uh, agrees, uh, Auntie Anne's pretzel, but salt only orange Julius to wash it
1: down. That's a solid okay. snack. Yep. You know, I sort of feel like that may be the prototypical mall Mm -hmm. snack because we've heard so many variations of of pretzel and or orange julius yeah
2: now orange juice got bought out by dairy queen
1: maybe dairy queen yeah
2: so i don't even know if they're in malls anymore are they
1: yes
0: oh when we get to kate's
1: i'll tell you okay
0: um thea amanda and dorothy all said Sparrows. just Sparrows. um Missy has a very de- detailed uh, <laughs> timeline, uh, 1984 to 1990, steak fingers with mashed potatoes from Wyatt's cafeteria with my mom. She ate liver and onions, ew. Oh, mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, kind of, that's a grandma thing. Yeah. yeah, it is. 1991 to 1997, Sparrow pizza and then Thirsty's Very, Very Smoothie with Hillary at North Park. <laughs> 1998 mm-hmm. to 2002, Auntie Anne's pretzels, orange chicken from Panda Express when I worked at the mall, and 2002 to present, nothing. <laughs> so, <laughs> sharp drop after 2002. Missy's had her fill. Yep. yep. Um, Jean says, coffee? Is it a food? Sure, why not? I I think that counts. Uh, she says, I'm older than grass. I remember department store tea rooms where you could have a delightful break from shopping or you could have a full-on breakfast on Saturdays with Santa. What's a department store? <laughs>
2: I think Nordstrom has that. Like they have a really fancy cafe. Yeah.
0: I used to go there when I lived in Dallas and spent most of my time at North Park. (laughs) 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 Yeah. They had a pretty nice restaurant there. Um, Let's see. Edward says, pre-Food Court malls, old malls from when I was a little kid, eateries were spread throughout the malls. Orange Julius, the sample card at Hickory Farms, and Cosmo's Pizza, a local pizzeria chain in my area. Actual Food Court malls built after
1: 1986. Nathan's Famous. I don't think I've ever seen a Nathan. I don't. Nathan's in the mall. No, maybe it's not a Midwest thing. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea says, Johnny Rockets. Ooh, there's a Johnny Rockets at yep. the Mall of America.
0: Of Come course on up, there Chelsea. <laughs> Julie says, Panda Express orange chicken with a half side each of rice and steamed vegetables. That's a very well-rounded. Julie, very fancy. stop pretending. Too responsible. <laughs> Morgan says, in high school, I would do the chicken run like Bobby and then get red beans and rice from the Cajun grill. It was only $1.99. And if you asked, they would pour a scoop of bourbon chicken sauce on top.
1: <laughs> hmm, I'm amazed thirsty. that anybody else does the chicken run. Yeah, I, know. I thought that was a Bobby-only I... thing. <laughs>
0: We have the correct audience, is what that oh. means. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, lane says it was a 45-minute drive to the nearest mall from my house when I was a kid, so it was a real treat to get a slice of Rocky Rococo Pizza, a Wisconsin pizza chain, or Potato
1: Olay's from Taco John's. Oh, Shout Lane out to me back. Yeah? Rocky Rococo. That's got to be defunct now, I think. I've never heard of it. Neither have yeah. I. Yeah. Just Wisconsin? It's- Um, we had some in Minnesota, I Mm. think, but it's, it's a, I would say a lower tier pizza chain. Lane can correct me if I'm misremembering, but it was more like a Godfather's pizza level than a pizza hut. I Mm. mean, when pizza hut is the upper tier of pizza chains. (laughs) (laughs) It's all relative. (laughs) Yep. Um, uh,
0: Saskia says, I never made it to the food court. I'm always waylaid by the Cinnabon. (laughs) You know, I've never actually had a Cinnabon.
2: (gasps) Really? Yeah, I just f- discovered that they deliver to my house. Oh dear! I know from Facebook ads, they're like now delivering. I'm like, I don't know if this is true. Clicked it, it's true. The Cinnabon dough is
1: so soft. Really? Ugh.
2: Yeah.
0: I think before we had one where in Grand Rapids, um, I just had heard about them, and the the thing was always like, oh, they're like a thousand calories, blah. You know. So then when I finally when- did see one, I was like. Well, I, I, I'm I the kind of person that can't really have a super sweet breakfast or I have to I fall asleep and yep. I feel like garbage the whole... So it's just... It doesn't seem it's worth a it lunch. To to,
2: This is lunch.
0: <laughs> yeah. To have something like that and then maybe get on an airplane. Because an airport is the only place I've ever felt tempted by a Cinnabon. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to get on an airplane and just feel like absolute garbage. So I just yeah. haven't done they it. Have,
2: they have mini ones, which is like the perfect size. Aren't
1: mm-hmm. they like four in a little box or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: The big one is like you need... Well, I mean, you could eat it, but cut it into fours or sixes and have yeah. like a little, <laughs> little taster bite. We'll get one next time you you come. Okay, I'll do. I'll ha- I'll need some it. some company. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: um. Okay. So Kate says my very favorite mall food was caramel corn at Bellevue Square. Parentheses. R.I.P.
2: Yeah. That. So you would enter the mall at a specific door so you could smell the caramel corn because <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> And that was the only other food place in that
1: mall. I think I probably should have done some research on this, but I think caramel corn may also be part of the Dairy Queen Corporation. What? They have all the good stuff. At the Roseville Mall by my house, there is a Dairy Queen Orange Julius caramel corn (gasps) store. It's what? all three together in the mall, so. I've never even heard of this place. Oh, my goodness. They, they have just, popcorn. Meredith. Yeah,
2: it's just one of those <laughs> different popcorn. I figured, you know, they have yeah. Cheese
1: and caramel. Caramel, cheese, plain. The kind you that's know, sold in buckets. Flavored popcorn has never been a go-to for me. Like, don't get me wrong. I have no problem with it, mm-hmm. but it's never something that sort of was on my mind that I would like pick first. So I have limited experience with it, but it does smell good.
0: Oh, okay. So in 1986, Dairy Queen's parent company, IDQ, now part of Berkshire Hathaway. <laughs> <so> <laughs> thanks Warren Buffett. Purchased the Caramel Corn chain. Dairy Queen began, began co-branding Caramel Corn with the Dairy Queen and Orange Julius brands. So yeah.
2: Ha ha. I was correct. right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I just discovered that there is an Orange Julius at the mall near me now. Um, I had no idea. But there's no caramel corn. I'm really sad about that. Mm. I have to find it. Well, you can't it now. have
1: everything. No. Unless you're me and you go to the road <laughs> <sale> mall. <laughs> More I'm reason jealous. to visit Anne. <laughs> Looks
0: like the closest caramel corn to me is in Wichita,
2: Kansas. <laughs> oh. Okay. That's Not worth it. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> there's lots of gourmet popcorn that you could get that's better than caramel. Yeah. corn. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Let's see. Where was I?
0: Okay. Christine says, I don't think I ever bought food there, but I love to watch the poor teens at Hot Dog on a Stick make lemonade. Okay, Christine, this is rude. (laughs) (laughs) She says they had to jump up and down with this big jackhammer handle to hand-press the lemons in this huge barrel. They were always looking around, making sure none of their friends were there
2: to see them. (laughs) Have you guys seen this? No. Okay, so first of all, it is definitely for men to watch. The the women the girls are dressed in like short shorts and these kind of dumb hats and they have to like plunge it like you're doing butter, like a butter churn. What? But it can look very sexual.
1: Oh. Gross. Yeah, I was wondering. I had a, a picture in my head of like a dumb tall hat and now I am mm-hmm. looking at some pictures and they are definitely dumb tall stripey yep. hats. Yep. Oh dear. Yeah, that looks like an outfit that you would see like in a fictional mall in Stranger Things. Right? Yeah, so the f- the first one that comes up on Google image search, which is from hotdogonastick.com, there's three women wearing the dumb tall hats and then the guy is just wearing a ball cap. Eh, yeah. That's of not course. Fair. Sexism.
2: What the he heck? probably doesn't have to wear shorty shorts either.
0: He probably doesn't have to <laughs> jump on the jackhammer handle either to make lemonade
2: uh yeah oh have you oh it? yeah have it's you, like a butter churn okay yep yeah and they have to do it out in the open like it's not oh we're gonna make some more in the back that's horrible yeah yikes all right um all right
0: well yeah cool uh joellen with my favorite response look baby doll my ass is made of seized chocolate and great steak escape
1: <laughs> what was
0: the steak escaping from um the, c- the cow oh. the the field
2: <laughs> the oh no
0: we're we're escaping, we're escaping stake. into steak oh, yeah into, okay we're escaping from the crushing depression of existence into steak i guess well i
1: think that's very unclear of them to phrase it like that
2: yeah Yum. i um asked both of the joes who said sees what their favorite chocolate is from sees mm-hmm. the correct answer is the scotch Mallow. But okay. they they said, Joe said the nuts and chews, and then the other Joe um said that he had like three different favorites. Um, Bordeaux chocolate. Have you guys ever had that one? mm Nope. That's one I need to try because he said it's filled with like brown sugar
1: crystals, which sounds good to me. Seas is very much a West Coast thing. Yeah, I don't think I've been to a Seas. We do have them here. I mean, mm-hmm. in the Rosedale Mall, there is a kiosk for seas. So I'm not unfamiliar with them but they're not really a big deal. Yeah, I think I've seen them here but I don't
0: I don't know where we're And going. the
1: people have to w- wear those old-fashioned white with the like black yeah. piping mm-hmm. outfits. Mm-hmm. And you get a free
2: one when you go in. Mm. That's the best part. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um and then finally Anne Louise says,
0: "I loved going to Lexin- Lexington or Louisville or Cincinnati for a good mall trip but this thread is making me feel better about growing up in a town too small to have a mall. I'm realizing mall food is, like, unnecessarily gross.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that's part of the charm. <laughs> right. Well, I mean unnecessarily, Anne Louise. You know, I think it's necessarily very gross. judgmental.
0: <laughs> okay, there's two C's candies near me, and they're both in malls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Well, um, that was our question of the week. Please uh go check out our Facebook page if you want to contribute. There's
1: always it's a good discussion going on there. Mm-hmm. As usual. Yeah, that was a fun one. Mm-hmm. Always, always with the food questions. Mm-hmm. So let's go into medium talk for this show. When I thought to myself, probably in the shower, because that's where I always <laughs> have ideas for this show. Maybe we should talk about games and playing games. I knew it had to be the two of you on it. Because Meredith is our video gamer Mm -hmm. and Christy Mm -hmm. is our board gamer. Yep. And I knew that you guys would have um, good thoughts about this. So did you guys grow up with like a family that liked to play games? I did for sure. Um, Yes. I remember...
0: So video games specifically, I remember getting a Nintendo, the original Nintendo with Mario and Duck Hunt when I was, I don't know, probably five. I remember it that was at goddamn the... goddamn dog. I know. No. <laughs> he was so smug. Um, yeah. I think I was five because it was at the first house that I lived in and we moved out of there when I was five or six. Um, so that was the beginning of video games for me. And then we had every Nintendo... Um, You know, we would get the new Nintendo for Christmas every time a new one came out. Um, So that was the intro to my video game career. And we also played hearts and board games and, you know, all sorts of stuff like that as a family.
2: Christy? Um, Well, I just have something to say that, Meredith, you always talk about how cheap your family was, but (laughs) those were expensive things. Yeah,
0: that was like, so, you know, it was my my birthday is right after Christmas. And so if we wanted something like that, it was always like, this is your birthday and your Christmas present. And it was for all of mm-hmm. you. <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: I'm doing the inflation calculator because it, it costs 80, uh, in 1987, it costs $99. Jeez. To get, let's see, which seems a lot, right? Like, I can't imagine them spending that on.
0: Well, you know, they, they it, it was more like priorities. I think they were like, we're not going to spend money on food at cedar point and we yeah, but we right. will buy you a nintendo because There's it keeps you busy yeah this is gonna keep this, them quiet mm-hmm. for yeah
1: yep. the cedar point food that's one and done right yeah
2: um okay so also your mom wasn't into junk food right no
0: no no yeah
2: no. yeah so it the same item today would cost 226 dollars and 78 cents so i guess it's not that bad it's not that bad no I mean, because game systems now are four or $500 and right. you don't get a game or a controller. Like, it's or a scam. fun gun that you can pretend <laughs> right, or to shoot anything. your brother with. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so I grew up lots of card games, probably living in the Midwest. And, the you know, there's not much to do in the winters. Yeah. And then Monopoly was always a game that my sister and I had going all summer. We would just keep playing and make it last. Like if someone ran out of money, we'd... Wow, each other. <laughs> Ugh. we were we were bored. <laughs> so, I
0: played so much Monopoly and I hate it so much, and it made everybody angry. And I don't know why we did it all the time, but we did.
2: Wasn't that because the, you had it? Yeah. The didn't the creator make it to show how capitalism was terrible, and then everybody loved the game? Yep. <laughs> it's like, wait, yep. you guys stop! This isn't the mm-hmm. point. And then we didn't get an an original Nintendo until. Like, the second or third generation came out. But the only game I really liked to play on that was Tetris. Yeah, we did oh. a lot of Tetris. Tetris oh. is good. Tetris is classic. Yeah. Also, Dr. Mario. Did you guys ever play that? Oh, Which yeah. Which is so weird. I that still it's... play it. What? How do you play it? <laughs>
0: well, there's an iPad version, and you can get it on the Switch. Oh, no. Mm, uh-oh. <laughs> well, there's a whole thing on the Switch where you can play classic Nintendo games. So... You can go back and and play all the shitty titles that you're used to from your childhood.
2: Oh, wow, 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 wow. Jeremy got me a Switch for my birthday. So (gasps) this is a game changer. I might have to end the show now so I can go play some (laughs) Dr. Mario. (laughs) But Anne, if you aren't familiar, it's Mario dressed like a doctor and he's throwing pills, which (laughs) seems really weird and inappropriate now. And you match the color pills similar to like a Tetris or... What are, it's what are kind are of like Bejeweled, games? you know, Bejeweled, the match right. three
0: games where you have to get at least three of the mm-hmm. same color of something and to eliminate. the, away the And so you're a doctor throwing pills at viruses, and you ha- <laughs> it's sort of a puzzle game like that.
1: What kind of pharmaceutical
0: collaboration is this? Right. it I opened it up today on my iPad, and I was like, this means something different now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the nice thing about it is that Bowser and Mario and Princess all band together against a common enemy, which is this virus.
2: Yeah. I
1: mean, you're being indoctrinated in ways you didn't even know about yep
2: that's why you like healthcare now that's why you're yep <laughs> <That's right. laughs>
0: i always gravitated more towards the dr mario than the than the um than tetris but i still yep. love tetris
2: we also had a, we did have computers early because my dad was a programmer so we had a commodore 64 <laughs> um and the game i would play for hours is the Summer and Winter Olympics. Did you guys ever play this on the computer? I don't think so. The graphics were so terrible. Um, it was really slow, but I loved it, especially pole vaulting and swimming.
1: Oh, interesting. Yep. We had a version of that that you played on a PC that was on a five and a quarter inch floppy disk. It yep. was summer, summer decathlon. Yeah, it wasn't the Olympics. It was decathlon only. And uh, yeah, it was very like the green pixels on a back, black yep. screen. Kind of thing, and the noises were like, <laughs> that's it. And then it would have a
2: really digitalized um, national anthem.
1: Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh boy. Well, I mean, that was back. Well, L.A. had the Hillary should be here for this. L.A. <laughs> had the Olympics in what eighty four. So, I mean, we we're kind of in Olympic fever back then. Yeah, I suppose so. It makes sense. Yeah, we had um early computers too since my dad worked for a computer company and so we did have a lot of those dumb r- r- rudimentary i would say computer games mm-hmm. but uh i'm really jealous because i wish i could have grown up with you guys we we weren't allowed to have video game systems both my brothers eventually had game boys and what was the sega one a game gear maybe just a little handheld once i guess mm-hmm. the proto switches um But we never had a Nintendo or or anything like that because my parents weren't about to spend that kind of money. And my parents didn't like playing games. And so Hmm. there was not that culture in my house. Now, Matt and I enjoy playing games very much. But as I mentioned, 10-year difference between the two of us. Yeah, like that's a lot of candy when you want to play Monopoly. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly, exactly. Well, and, you know... Then when Matt grew up and we could play, I can't win Monopoly against him. I don't know what it is. (laughs) I Mm -hmm. follow his tactics. Like I ape his movements and he still crushes me in Monopoly. I have a question.
2: Is he always the bank? No.
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) No. Otherwise, if he is, he's cheating. (laughs) He's cheating. Right. (laughs) Yeah.
1: He just has a weird talent at Monopoly Mm. and it's very irritating to me. Yes, but we would, I would have loved to play board games and card games and whatever. And like my mom would sort of grudgingly consent to play with me every once in a while to, you know, like do her parental duty. But you could tell that she didn't really enjoy it. Oh, you could have come over every day and played Mm -hmm. games with us. Same. That's what our summer was. (laughs) Yeah. Loved it so much now um let's talk about competitive spirit because i have openly said on this podcast a number of times that i am an extremely bad loser and also an extremely bad winner (laughs) and because i am an adult didn't
2: play games when you were young that i don't think that's it okay I was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt.
1: I, I, I'm i an adult and I understand how you're supposed to behave and you're supposed to be a good sport when you lose and you're supposed to be gracious when you win. But when I lose, if I had laser vision like Superman, you would all be dead. <laughs> Maybe I and- would have only invited you over once. Yeah, <laughs> it would have
2: just been a one and done. But, Anne, I have a question. Can you turn that off? No,
1: never. I oh, huh. wow. Oh, okay. I can hide it, but I can't turn it off. I can't play just for funsies. And even when I win, again... Very gracious. Oh, it was a good game. That was so much fun. And inside me, I'm thinking, "You lose, (laughs) you lose. I win." (laughs) But I want to know how big of a freak I am. Do you guys feel the same way? Not
0: really. Probably because I lose. I okay. So I play a lot of games. Still to this day, I always have most of my life, and I'm but I'm not very good at games. Um, I lose a lot. And I grew up losing, so hearts was kind of a seminal card game for my family. Like, we played hearts constantly, and my grandma was the master. And hearts requires a little strategy, and, you know, um, there are some subversive ways that you could win. It's a really interesting, fun game. Um, but I grew up just getting my ass beat by her constantly. Mm. I mean, you just couldn't beat her. Um, and then my mother and my other grandmother— and actually all my mom's sisters are Scrabble masters and I, there's no way I was ever going to win Scrabble against them. I just, I have tons of experience losing and it was just so like, uh, yeah, of course I'm going (laughs) to (laughs) lose. It's
1: probably a healthier attitude. I used to play Scrabble with my aunt when I was a little kid, I'd go over to grandpa and grandma's and they, they didn't have much in the way of board games or anything, but they did have Scrabble. So I'm like seven or eight playing with my aunt and I would win, and she would go, oh, well, you just cleaned my clock. <laughs> and I was like, haha, I'm Yay. so good at Scrabble. <laughs> and then many years later, when I was an adult, I was like, hey, wait a minute. Wait minute. A minute. And was I said letting to you her, win? I said to her, all those times we played Scrabble, were you letting me win? And she just smiled Aww. at me. Oh.
2: It's because she didn't want to deal with you.
1: <laughs> she was like, "I know you this lost. girl is a sore yeah. loser."
2: I know. <laughs> These I tiles cannot... are
1: going all over the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot stress enough. My anger and rage is stuffed so far down, no one would inside know. of me. Yeah. I say all the right things. It's just I could kill you with the power of my mind right. if such a thing was possible. Yeah. So you, n-
2: no going to escape rooms
1: oh I don't know I've never been to an escape room I don't know how well that I would do it's fun in there if people don't listen to me and do mm-hmm. what I tell them to yeah. do <laughs>
2: exactly that
1: I might I have a problem
2: think I was really competitive no I mean I know I was and um like my family loved trivial pursuit and I would just read those cards so I have a I have a tradition mm. of knowing way too much mm-hmm. of useless knowledge um but then when I g- became an adult and started playing tabletop games, there's a lot of games where everybody loses or it's more fun to be the loser. Like, Or it's games. like cooperative. And so there's right, not exactly. really. Yeah. So I've learned to be more gracious in the losing and it's actually a little fun, which seems weird. Hmm. Like with Werewolf and Secret Hitler and even Among Us, like yes. you got to do so many naughty things. <laughs> and even if you lose, you're like, ha, I lost, but you died. You get like- to be a little
1: subversive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sabotage.
1: So,
2: um, I think those games
1: help. Well, I think that I, you know, for my own psychology, I, I am a recovering perfectionist. And so there's only victory or abject failure Those are the two Mm -hmm. options Mm -hmm. And if you win, you're a worthwhile person (laughs) And if you don't win, you're a sack of crap that nobody will ever love And so I think I'm working with some deeper issues In my competitiveness So I would be so scared to play with
2: you Because I wouldn't want you to lose and feel that way Well, but you know I
0: would let you win That's my problem (laughs) to deal with Ann's feelings are Anne's responsibility.
1: Thank you, therapist Meredith. <laughs> <laughs> you can only do what you can do and how I react to it is my problem. So I think this Meredith's really hit on it. I think that a lot of losing teaches you how to lose. Yeah. And so really, that's what I need.
2: Yeah. So let's play a bunch of games where you don't know how to play it. Oh,
1: boy. I don't like not knowing <laughs> what I'm doing. <laughs> This is not going to be simple. Well, let's talk some specifics. We have sort of touched on some stuff before. Um, So in in the realm of video games, I'm not actually much of a video game player. As I said, we did have like early games. There was this one game that we played on the PC that was called Hoser, which is not Canadian, although, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but I don't know. I think maybe it's a little bit like snake I don't really know what snake is, Mm. where you just had this long chain and you had to maneuver around obstacles Mm -hmm. and get to the thing. And that was really fun. Um, Once games started to be a little bit more sophisticated, well, sophisticated is relative, we played Prince of Persia, which has been... um, it's, a, I don't know, it's an Uber game. It's a long time, long running favorite. I think they're redeveloping the company that makes it, um, makes Assassin's Creed, oh, which okay. became such a huge moneymaker for them. I think they put Prince of Persia on the back burner. But, you know, they did make that Jake Gyllenhaal movie, Prince of Persia, right. because, you know, he has Arabic heritage. I'm sure he looks quite Middle Eastern. Don't you think? Yes. hmm. Do you think a movie like that could get made today with a white guy playing a Middle Eastern person? I mean, it probably could, could and, and it should not. Yeah. It should. yeah. <laughs> it would just get some, some flack from some people. Oh, probably. And
2: Prince of Persia comes out January 21st on all of the systems.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I played like the first iteration of it and there were many prince of Persia stands a time but we got into a thing where i would just watch my brother play i would probably do pretty well if i watched twitch streams because i don't really like fighting games that much because the fighting part is so boring yeah mm-hmm. like i would rather like follow the story or explore the world or whatever so i would just you know, bring whatever like if when i was teaching myself to knit i mean Semi successfully I would just bring that And sit with a diet coke and watch And then my brothers could do Whatever they wanted to do And I really enjoyed the time of us being together And I didn't have much at stake In actually playing the game So that's kind of as far as I've gotten With actual computer games and uh, I have In a my Christian, adult life Would you be yeah. bossy? Like go, go left Pick that up no, oh. not anymore I am very much just an observer Back, remember when Mist came out? Oh, yes, God. yes, yes And was all the rage Oh boy And um, so in a puzzle solving kind of collaborative, I guess, game like that I would get so mad at Carl because I would be watching him play And I'd be like, oh, try this, go over there mm-hmm. And he just ignored me Ugh. all the time But you were and right I was... Really, no, I don't know that I was. It was just the fact that he would never try any of my suggestions (laughs) or go where I wanted to go made me real mad. But, um, so I think as long as it's not a puzzle solving game, I think I'd probably be fine just Mm -hmm. watching. And I've watched lots of stuff like there's a Batman game that he was playing for a while that I watched, and maybe one of the Resident Evil's. And so, like, I just show up with snacks and a diet coke and just <laughs> hang out with my brothers that's, that's nice. really what i like as yeah. far as video games go
2: you're a nice sister yeah
1: well you know i want although i do not like it when they play mario kart cuz that is the most boring game to watch really in the entire i think world. i
0: think it's fun to watch mario kart i'm oh, very good I at just... mario kart like that's one of the ones that i have a natural talent for um so i kind of like to watch other people Play and steal their secrets. They just go round
1: and round and round and I never know—are they close to the finish line? Are they far from? The yeah, finish what's happening? Line? <laughs> Don't uh, really
2: care that much. There's also this one called Smash Brothers that's really boring to watch too.
1: Yeah, I want something with a story mm-hmm. in it, okay. or yeah. like a, a progression. Something that just goes around and around is not going to do it <laughs> for me.
2: I mean, but would you like to watch it, Meredith? If you weren't playing, yeah, yeah, sure, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, because there's a map. You can see where they are on the map, <laughs> and then well, the fun part about Mario Kart is is sabotaging the other the other cars, right? Throwing turtle oh, no, shells like and stuff.
1: I don't like that. Well, that's how you get ahead. You have to win on your own merits, not by dragging somebody else down.
0: <laughs> that is one of the merits is knowing how to defend
1: yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ugh, I'm not born for this life, but Meredith, <laughs> you probably play the most involved games of any of us like the things that you have to get sort of deeper into the world right
0: yeah i do like um games where you can you can do whatever you want you can explore the world it depends you know like depending on how i'm feeling so world of warcraft is one that i've played since day one um, world of warcraft came out in 2004 i think it was like november 2004 and there was a huge build up to it because there are other uh warcraft games but this one was blizzard's huge um highly anticipated game and you choose a character and you basically can do whatever you want. There's this enormous world that you can explore. um, And as time, it still exists and I still play it pretty regularly, although not as much as I used to. Um, But you can, the world gets bigger and bigger and bigger. They are still developing it and making it better. They made the graphics better. Um, They've added all sorts of, you know, they overhaul the, the system for, for, you know, the fighting techniques and you can play all sorts of different kinds of characters and you can customize things. And it's really, really fun. You can walk around and you can just fish if you want to, um, or you can join up with a bunch of uh, friends and go do dungeons. Um, and so the game itself is really fun, but the, the thing that has kept me playing is that I have a group of friends that I've been playing with since 2004, (laughs) almost, you know, I think we all kind of hooked up maybe a couple of months after, The game started, so maybe 2005, but I've known these people, like, you know, some of them have teenagers now that didn't exist when we first started playing, and we hang out in person. They're the people I go on my ski trip with every year, Um, and it's just a really fun group of of friends. and I don't think I would continue to play it if it weren't for them. Mm -hmm. Like,
1: how did you meet them were they just random people that you met online yeah kind of so you can start it you can start (laughs) says the the random person that you met online yeah Yeah, this is a pattern (laughs) in my
0: life it's a good way to make friends um yeah so you can you start uh you can join a guild it's it's there, there are benefits to that and um they early on were based on like time zone so it was like, okay, let's hook up with some Eastern time zone people. And my sister and I would play together. And so there was some people that one of her friends in real life was in this guild. And then we joined it because we were like, oh, sure. Um, and then those people all became our friends. And, you know, people have come and gone, of course, over the years. But mm-hmm. some of these people I've known since then and still see pretty regularly. We're not going to go skiing this coming year, of course, but <laughs> hopefully the year after that. Um And we would, I'm not super high level. There are some people that play this game like professionally. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I certainly don't do that and I'm not that good at it. But we did some of the higher end content um, together. And it's one of those games where you're on a headset. So you communicate in real time and you, you have to work together. And it's sort of like this cooperation to achieve a common goal thing. Um, and it's also so just fun missions? because they're friends. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh.
2: Mission? Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you go around and you can do quests, um, and you can do some by yourself, you can do some with friends, but we would get together twice a week um, and uh, go do dungeons where you have to band together and kill big bosses, and you get really good gear for that. So that's something that requires a lot of skill and a lot of teamwork and communication and leadership and, and stuff like that. So it's 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 a lot more than just playing a game. Do you do the thing where you Um, get gear and then sell it uh no no most of it you can't sell um okay they early on it was a game where people could make real life money on it but they've really tamped that down because it kind of ruins it ruins a lot of things there's a whole in-game economy um and uh they try to to control that so it doesn't get ridiculous and inflated um there's also there was a really interesting um like a, a a spreadable disease that they put into the game, and it's actually well, I think I heard about yeah, that. yeah there've been there there was a, a white paper written about it, um and it actually spread in a way that is like predictable, um by epidemiologists is how human diseases spread in the real world. Uh, oh, it was wow. really really interesting, and I remember that I remember that whole thing going down. Um, so there's a lot of interesting facets to the game, but you can do whatever you want in it. Um, so if I'm feeling like, I just want to hang out. I'll just go walk around and collect cloth or fish or pick herbs or whatever, you know. Um, so it's it's got a lot of different ways that you can play it. There's really no wrong way to play it. Um, so that, that's a game made by blizzard. The other one that I've played by blizzard is Diablo three. Um, that didn't hold my attention as long, but it's really fun. It's a fighting game. Um, you're, it's basically a dungeon crawler where you're running around killing bad guys in a dungeon and getting better gear and stuff like that. It's a little less cooperative than wow, but you still can play in a group. So the other one that holds my attention is Animal Crossing, of course. Um, I started playing that last year um, on the 3DS, or I have a 2DS, the Nintendo handheld system. And then when the Switch came out, or when Animal Crossing came out for the Switch, it was like right after um, quarantine started. It came out, I think, March 20th. And it was such good timing because Animal Crossing is super duper fun at... Like, especially at first when you're setting everything up, because I remember waking up every day being like, Ooh, what's going to be happening today? Like a new thing is going to happen when I log in today, because you set things up the day before, and then you have to wait a day. And then like the new store is being upgraded today, or, you know, I'm going to have my new bridge today. It was just these little things, but it it kind of was like during a very depressing time. It was a, it was kind of a ray of sunshine in my day. (laughs) It seems like a very good um, game for puttering. It is, extremely. I mean, that's mostly what it is. That's what it is, right? Yeah. You're you're designing your island. There's like zero stakes. You know, there's no fighting. There's no violence. You make (laughs) friends with these little animals that live on your island. Um, you give them gifts, you know, they give you stuff, uh, you learn DIY recipes and you build things and you decorate your house and you plant flowers and trees
1: and bushes, you know, that's like, that's, it is like the definition of puttering. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. The idea of just doing tasks Mm -hmm. is really appealing Mm -hmm. to me and not tasks where it's like scrubbing the toilet and I'm sweating by the time that I'm done. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just doing fake tasks that I could it's a good thing that I don't have any of those platforms
2: (laughs) I'm starting my new island today
1: good in my new switch (laughs) we played this morning after we had breakfast
0: um And then the other Switch game that I got really absorbed in was Zelda Breath of the Wild. It's the most recent Zelda game on the Switch. And it's another one where you have this huge world to explore and you kind of uncover the world using different tasks and finding different things. And it's it's got a puzzle aspect to it. Um, and it's very engaging progression. Um, there's fighting to it, too. There's definitely bad guys that you have to fight. And there's huge, um, scary castle to go into um and try to save the day it's super duper fun and the graphics are beautiful and the music is great it was just so well done um if you have any interest in that sort of game i would definitely recommend breath of the wild do you so think those are my like four that? video games that i wanted to talk about hmm?
2: do you think i would like that one
0: probably i mean i don't know what kind of games you like but um it was really it was really really fun and i would i'm considering i kind of miss it you know and like when you beat a game you're like oh it's like when you finish a really good book and you miss it and you mm-hmm. want to go back, um, so I I might like start over and start from scratch with that game again because it was so fun. Zelda games have like really good music, don't they? Yeah, mm-hmm. they do. Uh, most Nintendo games do. Like, um, they have some amazing
1: musicians and artists working for them. Um, Christy, you look like you have played a lot of like tried and true yes. video games. <laughs>
2: so in the arcade, I was obsessed with Area Fifty One. You oh, yeah. I don't know what one? that is. Yes. What? You it's an alien are, shooting game, right? It's an alien shooting game yeah. um, where you're going into Area 51 and it's filled with these really um, mean, scary aliens. And so you have to shoot them. But not hmm. shoot the good guys, right? Wasn't that part no. of it? No. Yep. And yeah. good guys would come out and you'd have to not shoot them. Just because they look mean and scary doesn't mean they're going to be mean and scary. <laughs> Well, they kill you. It was kind of and a then, binary oh. in that game. Well, wow. <laughs> yeah, and you like shoot toxic waste containers, and that that would blow everything up. It was really fun, and I could play that for a really long time on one quarter. I guess it was fifty cents. Um, and then I already thought, talked about um Tetris and Doctor Mario, because we had um, we had Dig Dug. Did you guys ever play Dig Dug? Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. That was on a the Commodore too. It was like this little guy who would dig tunnels and then when bad guys would come he'd shoot this thing that was um like a hose and then fill the enemies up with air and explode them
1: (laughs) (laughs) sounds pornographic
2: i know it does um but the game that i can say that i the only game i've ever been obsessed with are the sims
0: oh yeah 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 i have a i have a long history with the sims sim city and the sims
2: yeah i didn't ever play sim city but i played sims on a on a computer and i would just i was obsessed like hours and hours and hours mm-hmm. of doing it and i had all my friends within the game like my real life friends <laughs> had it in and i would just upgrade the houses and i knew all the like cheat codes to get more money but do they have that for the switch i don't think no because it's not a okay. nintendo property okay That's a good, good answer. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm more to you with Animal Crossing and I'm going to get a little, a little nuts. So, yep. Yeah. So those are my, my history of games.
1: All right. Let's move on to phone games. Uh This was the only thing that Hillary had to contribute (laughs) when she was like, well, the only thing I play is Candy Crush, so I don't need to be (laughs) on this show. (laughs) So we will give that an honorable mention, but I don't play a lot of phone games. I mean, I I am so late to the smartphone game that I haven't had that much time, and I don't like paying for things, Mm -hmm. so I haven't bought a lot of stuff, and I think it's better not to spend a ton of time on my phone anyway, but I do have Sudoku on there, which I tell myself keeps my brain sharp. And I occasionally like to play Mahjong. And there's like 800 million Mahjong um, games out there. But I, I like the like m- matching games where you match the two things and match the two things and match the two things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I spend my game time on my phone doing that. But um, that's about it. I have a bunch.
0: Um, <laughs> so the, the line's kind of blurred between... What a video game is and what a phone game is right. for me. Yeah, yeah. There's not a huge distinction because some of
1: them are cross-platform, right? Um, and some I would of say them, more like complexity is how I yeah divide them.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I play iPad games too, which some of those are you wouldn't want to play them on a phone, but you can play them on an iPad and Stardew Valley is one like that. You can play it on the phone and it's, I've done it, but it's not my favorite experience. It's much easier on the iPad. It's also really good on the switch. Um, and it's a game where you're a farmer who has inherited your grandfather's farm and you have to build it up and make friends with the townspeople and there's like a fun supernatural kind of mysterious aspect to it um my sister introduced me to it and when i first saw it i was like that looks dumb because the graphics are like silly and kind of 8-bit looking but it's super duper fun and it the graphics don't bother me at all i think they're kind of charming Um, so that, that's one that I've definitely spent a lot of time on and I like to kind of have something up in the background while I'm working, just something to distract me. I can't, my job is such that I have to really concentrate when I'm working, I'm working. Um, but Mm -hmm. I need a break and so I'll take, you know, I'll maybe work for 50 minutes and then take a little 10 minute break and get myself some tea and, you know, play a little stardew or, um, you know, just take a little game break. So something that's low stakes but can distract me for a little bit is kind of my perfect mobile game. Um, So Stardew is great for that. Um, I have been playing a lot of... um, Animal Crossing has a mobile game called Pocket Camp, and I didn't understand it at first and didn't like it at first, but now I'm pretty into it. And none of these games... So I paid for Stardew, I think it was $8, but... you don't have to really pay for a lot of these. Um, I, I think a play-to-win game is a bad game if you have to spend money to do well at it. But I also don't really mind paying. Like the guy who made Stardew was like a, a dude, just a one dude, um, and I don't mind giving him eight dollars. Oh, good for him! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Plants vs Zombies is a really fun one that I like to play <laughs> on the iPad, and there's a version two. Um, with better graphics and that one's a little irritating because it has a lot of ads and but you don't and and you can spend money on various plants that kill zombies but I don't because again it's irritating to have to do that I think that's like five dollars for a plant and I'm just not gonna do that Mm. so who's the protagonist here it's the plants the plants are the good guys yeah and you're it's it's a castle defense game which is a you know style of video game or any kind of game they're board games that are castle defense and you have to set up your defense and then they come after you and if they break through your defenses they go into your house it's the the idea is that it's your front yard that you're defending and they break into your house and then oh no the zombies ate your brains is how you lose
1: Hmm. but how do they know that you're in there because you're you're defending your house from them so all
0: right. By putting plants in your yard? I don't think about it that hard. <laughs> <laughs> but you can do a couple quick rounds. Like, that's a fun thing for me to do at lunch. You know, play a couple rounds of Plants vs. Zombies and then get back to work.
1: Mm, yeah, that sounds like a good, like, mental break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Christy, I've heard a lot about the game that you put in here. Yeah. Because I've heard, I've heard they did a big advertising. They do a lot of advertising for um, podcasts. this game. Yep. Best beans.
2: Yeah. Best Fiends is is a matching. It's similar to a Bejeweled and a Candy Crush. I tried to play Candy Crush, and the first time it wanted me to pay money, I said, "Oh uh, no, thanks," and I just mm-hmm. deleted it. It Was <laughs> not for me. But Best Fiends is is a similar makeup. You are little fiend, a bug that, or, sh- or you use bugs to kill slugs.
1: Is the premise <laughs> or plants to kill zombies? but yeah, so i'm fun. interested I, mean, in all- I don't know how hmm. i've never heard of this i'm downloading what, really it yeah oh my
0: god really it's yeah. every
2: podcast well it's all i've so been 20- doing
0: i've been listening to audiobooks for the past
2: like two months oh. i haven't oh. picked up a podcast that's <laughs> what i did too as soon as the election season started i'm like nope only yeah. only audiobooks <laughs> but um pretty much every podcast for about six months advertised but it's so funny when they do their live reads i can tell when the people are lying because they're like i play this game all the time the best parts are this i'm on level 63 well i'm on like a thousand and i barely play it (laughs) so i know you're lying like (laughs) don't don't lie. Um, yeah, I think
1: I think that they require it, when they're advertising someone, they require like someone on the podcast to play at a level oh. like thirty
2: or something. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, what I like about it is, well, I really played it a lot when I was commuting because it was perfect. I'd have a podcast on on the bus and play that on my phone um, because I can't really read while I'm while I'm writing because I get motion sick mm. um so that was good this is also a good two screen you're watching a show that it doesn't really matter if it's on in the background or whatever but i since i'm not obsessed with games i never pay for anything i don't watch the videos so as soon as my lives are done i'm like okay i'm done with best fiends for the day and i've also no well right now i have earned 24 hours of free everything so i'm saving that I'm saving that for when I can play for 24 hours.
1: <laughs> 24 hours? Yeah.
2: Whereas you get 24 hours of like unlimited lives. Wow.
1: God. Christy's going to disappear and we'll find yeah. her in some motel room like strung <laughs> out on Best Fiends. I, well, I've
2: accidentally hit the, the reward not knowing that it was going to give that to me and I'm like, oh, great. Well, there goes my day.
1: <laughs> well, I guess I have to play it. Yeah. No choice.
2: But mostly with, I don't play that much because holding the phone actually hurts my hands. Yeah. So I'm a little baby like that.
1: No, no. I I understand. Yeah. It's repetitive stress injury, right? Yeah. And I the have phones a, are
2: just so
0: big. I have a wireless charger that stands it up like a stand. <sighs> so then I don't have to hold it. I have that oh. next to my work computer.
3: <laughs>
0: it's that dangerous. Very
2: smart. <laughs> Meredith knows what she's doing. Yeah. I know. I need to ask
1: advice from the gamer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no kidding. Well, let's go a little bit analog here and talk about um, card games a bit. And I already said, you know, we didn't play that much in our house because my parents weren't into it. Carl actually would play with me and Matt sometimes, not because he was into it, but, you know, for the company. Uh, aspect of it, he'd be like, "Oh, sure, yeah, I'll play with you," but he's not like a um a, a killer, sore loser, competitive ogre like Matt and I are. Matt's really good for me to play with because we understand that we're both completely unreasonable, <laughs> and so we can n- not have to try and stuff our rage down whenever we play together. <laughs> but um, one thing that Matt and I have been doing is playing Rummy five hundred for. 15 years yeah and christy like you said you and your sister would play monopoly Mm -hmm. for an entire summer we so in rummy 500 you're playing until somebody gets to 500 points and i offhand one time said what if we play to a million Mm -hmm. rummy one million so matt has the score sheet I want to say we're somewhere in the sixty thousand point range. I don't think we're ever gonna make it to a million because now we live two thousand miles yeah, apart, too far, and we don't. But get do you to play every other? time
2: you see you? He comes home or whatever.
1: Nah, it depends on if somebody if he brings the cards or not because I got special uh, decks of cards at Wizards of the Coast. It was two packs of playing cards for twenty two dollars, and so these are. These are not like the bicycle brand cards Very that fancy. you get the cheapest. They're really nice and like you can shuffle them forever and they don't um, get bendy. And you know how they start to get a little, I don't know how to say it, like arched if you shuffle them for mm-hmm. over and over and over and over. They're so nice and the corners never get dog eared and they have a nice like a carrying case that it comes in. And so Matt has custody. Of those, and I don't know that we could play with regular cards at this point, so he has to bring them with him if we're going to play, and we just never get around to it anymore, so we'll have to pick that, you know, when we retire, we'll have to get back to our game of Rummy 1 million. (laughs) The other thing that we did play as a family was Uno, and I assume everybody played Uno. Oh, yeah. I think that was right? probably the first,
0: because little tiny kids can play Uno. Yeah. yeah.
1: Can, I mean, everybody can figure out draw two and draw yeah. four yeah. and wild card and all of that stuff. So we had a lot of fun doing that. And then we did have a period where my brothers and I played something that we called Ann Poker. Beca- <laughs> okay, not pornographic. Um, mm-hmm. Because I could never be bothered to remember the order of the hands. In poker, okay. like what was better, like Full House, is that better than Three of a Kind? I don't know, and I don't really care that much. So we just made up our own point system, and we played that for a while. But, you know, to actually play poker, that's too involved for me. So those were mostly the card games that we played, and there were a couple of other ones. There was one called Golf that we played. I don't even remember how oh, you do yeah. that or something. We called... played that in college. I don't remember either. We like king's corner i think it was one that we played i don't know i do like card games but i just don't have anybody to play with come on can we do that over zoom would that be weird hmm. no that wouldn't work because everybody would have to have their own deck of cards or we'd have to find a program well, yeah i was say if yeah. we computerized yeah. it i'm sure we could yeah but meredith you already said that your family were like hearts ninjas
0: yeah definitely hearts ninjas um euchre of course because michigan michigan (laughs) um and uno but if we were playing you know i i had a long 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 summer once i don't remember why but i just played solitaire non-stop probably because i was alone (laughs) Mm -hmm. as a little kid yeah i don't know
1: you can't do anything you can't go anywhere you know i think when i discovered solitaire on the computer. That was awesome because I never, Solitaire can, you, the lines of cards get messy. Yes. And I don't like that. I want my cards to stay tidy.
0: Well, I kept them tidy myself. Yeah. If you're careful, they'll stay tidy.
1: Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Try harder. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's part of the satisfying thing about it. But when you know you're going to win at Solitaire, when
1: you're like, okay, I just got to flip yeah. everything over. Like, I right. know how this is going to go. That, that's mm-hmm. a really fun feeling. You know when you played that Solitaire, Windows Solitaire, whatever, and you got to the end and you solved it, and then it would do that pattern where all the cards would, like, yep, waterfall yeah. off and mm-hmm. bounce? Yeah. Bounce, 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 bounce. I watched that whole thing. I mean, it's the, rewarding. Every time. Yeah, it yes. is
2: rewarding. You earned that. hmm
1: Yep. Christy, what about you?
2: Okay. So, I also had a Rummy to a Million um, game with... Wow! ...with... Um, He became my husband, ex-husband, and his best friend, and I feel like we got to 50000 before we stopped doing that, but we would, we worked in a restaurant, so we would close the restaurant and then come home, and because we didn't work until 5 or 6 o'clock, we would stay up all night and play Rummy to a Million, so there was that. And then my family played a game called Hand and Foot, which is kind of like a rummy type situation, but you have a bunch of cards and you make books um i found I thought that my family had invented it that my uncle invented it, <laughs> but then I found the, <laughs> the um the rules online so it's someone and then we played every Friday we played this poker game called five and half twenty one and we had a bunch of people and we'd play for money. And the object was to get the closest to five and a half. So half a point, an ace was worth half a point or 11. Um, So the pot would go to whoever was closest to five and a half and whoever was closest to 21. But there was cases where you could be both because of the ace. Um, And that was really fun. We played like it was a quarter ante. And then every round that you were in, I don't remember the actual gameplay, but I mean, you could... You could walk away winning a lot of money. And so that was really fun. And my uncle, my great uncle, it was his favorite game. And we'd do like crazy hat poker night and everyone had wore a crazy hat. And then we'd be like, (laughs) switch. Everyone change the hat to the left and have like usually Mexican food for dinner and have a big fun poker night.
1: I don't know if I like this hat switch thing, because what if the person sitting next to you has like really greasy hair?
2: Um, well, we didn't really. Then you could get
1: hair, their hair grease
2: on you. Well, if that were the case, what you could say is, let's do two to the left. <laughs> <laughs> but if everybody works at the same
0: restaurant, you're all covered in the same grease.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah but some so people revel really in the grease more than Ugh. others.
2: Yeah. That was, I think I was in call uh, Yeah, that was when... I was going to college um community college and I was still living at home. We would do that. That was probably every Friday for at least a year. You guys adopt me. <laughs> <laughs> also people play bunko. We used to really be into bunko and then I just realized like oh it goes too many rounds. There's oh. like half of this would be fun. I
1: I've heard I think my stepsister plays that kind of like seriously for money. Can you play bunko for money? Yeah but i don't i don't know what it is i don't think i know what that game is
2: my sister and her friends all play it and then there's like if you win the last person to get this has to host the next party and then you're supposed to do it like every month and um there's like prizes and and everything to go along with it the problem is that everybody would drink so much oh. and I was still being competitive and also sober, and so I'd be like, Mm -hmm. "Hurry, come on!" Because the there's a timer too. You have to get get a certain amount of points by the time the first table does this, and it's supposed to be like table number one is like has everything. They have the cushiest stuff. And the third table, I mean, like she would have it set up where the third, like the the losing table, would be at her coffee table, and you'd have to like kneel down to play. (laughs) So. Not into that, but I would, I mean, if she has another party, I'll, I'll go, (laughs) (laughs) but I'll just try not to win where I have to host it.
1: (laughs) Chrissy's like, it doesn't mean I won't play. I I love a game. I love a game. So. Well, let's finish up the, um, four categories of games with board games. I noticed that all three of us have Monopoly (laughs) on here, Mm -hmm. which we brought up before. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Is it a good game? Or is it just the game that we all had?
0: I don't know. It wasn't fun. I don't know why we did it. It made everyone (laughs) angry. And so did Risk. Risk is exactly the same. Risk can be so infuriating. And that's another one that can go. We used to play like all summer long the same game of Risk. (laughs) um, Because it can just ebb and flow back and forth. You know, you never know what's going to happen. Which is kind of fun. And it can be kind of thrilling. But it also just made everybody like anxious and angry at each other <laughs> just caused so many fights yeah
2: but then the next day you'd be like risk yeah yeah uh-huh. yeah yep. let's do it
1: <laughs> i i don't know does monopoly teach you about property investing it does teach you about money it taught me about
2: Counting, cheating at
1: least cheating yes <laughs> well the idea of like paying rent or mortgage or whatever but I don't know that I thought about it when I was eight and trying to learn how to play Monopoly.
2: I think I learned more about that from life yeah. because they even had the stock market. Um, you earned money like you didn't just have to pass a square to get paid. Mm-hmm. You actually had a job and paid insurance and
1: taxes. Mm-hmm. God, that sounds like the most depressing game ever. <laughs> yeah, <right>? fun. <laughs> Why were we into it? <laughs> Um, Well, I have a a board game that I want to bring to the discussion that we got when we lived in Switzerland, and it was called Saga Land, and I looked for it, and apparently the alternative name is The Enchanted Forest, Hmm. and I think it is a German game. It was the 1982 Game of the Year, for whatever organization does Game of the Year, and I still resent my mother because in one of her cleaning purges, she threw it away. (gasps) And that is the problem when you are a habitual purger is that you get rid of weird stuff and old grody stuff. But that's the stuff that your kids like the most, mother. (laughs) (laughs) And it was a fairy tale based thing where you had a board and you had these um, tree like plastic cone trees around the board and if you looked on the bottom of them they each had like a, something from a different fairy tale like the the boots from Puss in Boots or the i don't know, there was a golden ball one or like the um harp from Jack and the Beanstalk And you had to go around the board, and when you got to the tree, you could look under it and see what the thing was. And then there was a card up at the castle, and the card would have the fairy tale on it, like there's the cat from Puss in Boots. And you'd be like, oh, 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 I know where that is. I know which one it is. And then you would run back to the castle, and you would say, it's this one. And then if you got it, then that was your, you got the card. And then when you got, I don't know, however many, then you won. And it was a weird, offbeat board game and my mother got rid of it that sounds like fun and we were the only people in this country as far as i know who had <laughs> that board game and she got rid of it rude but it was very fun i don't think that it was probably for adult consumption but when we were kids it it was a it was a good time so that's the one that i mourn a lot And the other uh, board game that I put on here is Yahtzee, although it's not really a board game. I didn't make a category for dice games, but I couldn't figure out where I think tabletop games is a safe uh, category here. Yahtzee would fall. And that was one that my mom kind of enjoyed playing, I think, so she played it with us a little bit more. And, you know, there's numbers and math, Mm -hmm. so I was in it. It's learning. And it's one of those things that makes me think about the concept of luck, because, Meredith, you and I don't believe in luck. Mm -mm. right we're lady scientists Mm -hmm. but let me tell you on the rare occasions when my dad would agree to play Yahtzee with us that man could roll three Yahtzees in a game and I never got a Yahtzee fair and so I don't know what to think about that
2: (laughs) it can't be chance he needed to to go to Vegas and play some craps
1: yeah I guess or be the one who bought the lottery tickets or something (laughs) And I don't think I was ever particularly good at Yahtzee. I don't know how much is strategy and gameplay and how much is just chance. But um, since it was the thing that my parents would agree to play, it's something that I enjoyed playing a lot. Yeah. So those were the big ones in our house. And this
2: Enchanted Forest is on Amazon. You should buy it for your nephews. I could. I mean, they're a little young now, but.
1: Eventually. Yeah. yeah. Eventually. Uh, thanks, Christy. I have to mm-hmm. like
2: file
0: that away. Looks cute. I have really fond memories of playing, um, life
1: despite the depressing premise.
0: <sighs> yeah. And I think that's where I got my idea about like how much various jobs made. <laughs> yeah, Like for the rest of my life, doctors make $50,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Teachers make $25,000. <laughs> like that's just how Don't, it is.
2: Didn't lawyers also make 50,000? Yeah, I think so. Doctors yeah. and lawyers. Yeah.
0: We played that a lot. Um, you know i've already talked about risk monopoly ultimate werewolf you know similar so like christy you mentioned that one mm-hmm. um i i like that one a lot it that's a relatively new one to me um but secret hitler is the same idea those are really really mm-hmm. fun um the first time i played it was just a couple of years ago gregory brought me to a new year's eve party with a bunch of people i didn't know and we played it and i didn't realize that you could lie <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> I was the werewolf and everybody's asking me questions and I was like um shoot how do I not just give myself away but they didn't it lasted a lot longer than it should have and by the end of it I was like oh I'm supposed to be deceiving you okay I get
2: it was that the one where someone is like a storyteller yeah yeah okay yeah the, that's so good especially if you have a good storyteller hmm
0: yeah those are super duper fun and he's got a ton of games he would probably talk about tabletop games all day he's got a group of friends that they'd go on a a trip every year and just play i don't everybody brings like 40 board games and they keep track and they have this master scoreboard and somebody wins every year and there are like costumes and prizes and they rent this enormous house in tennessee like it's a huge deal um and That's so, my kind of
2: weekend. Yeah,
0: it sounds like a lot of fun. I'm not invited, which is fine. <laughs> it's his thing. He doesn't come on my ski trip. I don't come on his gaming trip. Yeah. But I get I get to learn about all these fun games from him.
2: That's really fun. Cool. Um, I put all of the Lie to Your Friends games, which is oh, yeah. <laughs> Werewolf and Secret yeah. Hitler. And um, there's another one with, what is it called? Renaissance. Um, yeah, just any of those where you get a role And you have um, certain abilities and no one gets to know what those are. Okay. I I love those games. Um, And then Splendor. I think I talked about it during my what do I like a lot. Um, But that's one where you earn coins to buy things. So it's like a multi, you do these actions to buy this, to end up buying that and, and win Again with the crass capitalism. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) But I really, I really like those kind of games as well. And I'm really good at Splendor. I, I've never lost a game of Splendor. I know. Well, I'm not playing with you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, that you should be challenge accepted. Miss competitive. Yeah. Um. I I think so. Talked about it before, but Jeremy gets so distracted with trying to figure out what everyone's strategy is that the game is over before he knows it. And he's like, Oh, <laughs> but I, I just figured out fun. what you were collecting. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: you can do that with hearts too.
0: Like there's so much strategy involved and you can spend the whole time worrying that somebody else is going to shoot the moon that you
2: yep, yep. fail. <laughs> that just you just, miserably yep. fail. I noticed that with Euchre. Mm-hmm. When yep. I was playing Euchre, we did it. We would play every, I think Wednesday at work with all the other people that from Michigan I'm not from Michigan but that we had kind of a lot of people yeah and we would play it and I was just learning and they all have been playing it since you know the womb Mm -hmm. um and I was always trying to figure out what everybody else was doing and also knowing the rules and I I wasn't that good yeah
1: yeah it sounds like you need a I don't know. Is it better to be with a group of people that are like at your level or is it better to be with people who are really good so you can learn how to play?
0: See, I think it was good to play hearts with my brutal, brutal grandma who was just... (laughs) Because you learn all sorts of tricks that you wouldn't necessarily
2: otherwise. Yeah, I think... It might have been good to have a mix because I did feel dumb a lot. They'd be like, "Well, why mm. did you do that?" Um, and I'd be "Because like, honestly, I forgot what the rule was." Like, um, oh, we got <laughs> teased constantly. Like,
0: it in retrospect, I don't know why they wanted to play with us. Like, I don't know. You know, if I was super good at a card game, I wouldn't want to play with a bunch of seven-year-olds.
1: Right, right, right. Because well, they got to indoctrinate just, you. Yeah, yeah. 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 I guess so. You guys have both played Among Us, right? Which would. Mm-hmm fall into the lie to your friends yes category that mm-hmm. you mentioned and Christine. puttering like it has all of the great things about games see
0: I don't understand it <laughs> I just don't get it I've tried it doesn't make any sense to me I don't know how you can lie about anything because I can't tell what anyone else is doing ever and they're just running around
1: it just doesn't I make sense that's to me part of it yeah for people that don't know it's a it's a, it's a relatively new mm-hmm game like well, an
2: online I, no, game. what happened is it's old and during quarantine it became hugely popular on like tiktok and twitch and youtube and they were actually about to put out a number two and then they said nope we're not we're just going to make number one better
1: and so now mm. it's
2: pretty it's exploded
1: yeah, and it's I guess the premise is it's a bunch of people who are on a spaceship, mm-hmm. or I guess mm-hmm. there are other maps or whatever, yep. and they have to go around and do all the tasks, the puttering on the yep. spaceship to, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then uh, either one or two or however many people are actually imposters, and their job is to sneak around and murder everybody mm-hmm. before you can get things done. Right. Yep. And then you, you all have to meet and discuss and try and figure out who the... The killers are yep right mm-hmm. and i have i watched a little bit of it and i don't know why because like i'm not a s- stream watcher for that stuff mm-hmm. although given my history watching my brothers play maybe i should do yeah. it some more but i did hear the aoc alexandria ocasio-cortez mm-hmm. was doing it and oh, i yeah. for whatever reason mm-hmm. i checked it out and it's a really fun watch Mm -hmm. like she was a complete newbie so it was a good experience for me to like learn along with her and she was playing with a bunch of pro gamers or youtube people Mm -hmm. and she did it the first time as a get out the vote thing and then she did another one recently with a canadian politician he's the leader of the canadian progressive party i think and she did it as a fundraiser and they raised like Two hundred thousand dollars, wow. and that lasted six hours, oh wow, because what? when the fundraising numbers started coming in, she was like, "If you guys keep doing this, I'll keep playing oh That's wow amazing. and That's yeah awesome. it it actually was pretty amazing, there were a bunch of people that did the whole six hours with her, but uh I've actually just put it on like while I'm working and sort of half pay attention because I'm not going to sit and watch six hours. No, but uh, it looks like a super fun game and it looks like something that I would like to play.
2: I will say, so I've been playing. So Meredith, what I would suggest is playing versus yourself and just getting to know how the game works. Um, And I've played with people that don't really know what they're doing. And then I played with a bunch of people who've been playing it for months. I was so bad and (laughs) and mostly because they'd be like uh christy where were you and i'd say um that room that's to the right and they all know everything and they'd be like "Mm, sounds sus and then they'd kill me and i never was the (laughs) actual imposter i just didn't know what i was i'm like no promise i'm really bad at this don't kill me (laughs) the first two
0: times i played it was in a random room with strangers and i was Mm -hmm. the bad guy each time So I had, I just like kind of was thrown into being the murderer. And I was like, what do I do? I don't understand what's happening. And I, they knew right away. Everybody knew right away. Like they, they called me out immediately. And then I was like, okay, I'll try again. And then I was the bad guy again. And, and I don't know. It's just when I, I'm kind of, I don't want to paint myself as like, I'm so perfectly balanced about competitiveness and stuff, because when I'm not, when I'm, very bad at something right away i'm like this is dumb i hate it and mm-hmm. i don't want to do it anymore <laughs> yeah and that's kind of how i feel about
2: that game yeah that's how i feel about I, I, yeah i can...
1: <laughs> it's it's not a good feeling when you feel like you're the dumb one yeah. and everybody mm-hmm. else knows yeah, what they're doing yeah.
2: exactly maybe that's why i just like the video games like sims because there's no losing mm-hmm. there's just i got a new outfit how yeah. fun <laughs> <laughs> i'm cooking dinner right <laughs>
0: My brother used to give me such a hard time. And my mom always liked The Sims, too. And he'd be like, this is so stupid. You're just living a life like you just mm-hmm. do that in real life. Go outside. Yeah, we 3D. don't have
2: you making fun of me. Yeah, in right. My I, didn't make a, I didn't make
0: a mean older brother <laughs>
1: in my Sims house. I mean, that's one way to do it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody, here's what I want for question of the week. I want you to tell us what's your favorite game do we think that we should let everybody have one from each category i mean what what we say doesn't matter they're gonna do yeah they
0: do whatever whatever they they want want,
2: so
1: sure (laughs) see go to i was in charge of everything i i would rule with an iron fist but (laughs) if you would like one one game from each category video games phone games card games or board games let us know what you play and maybe that'll give us some ideas of what we should do. Mm-hmm. Christy, do you have a tea she recommends?
2: I do. Um, this is one of the audiobooks that I've been listening to, um, to drown out election and everyone is dying um, news, which is the Royal We series written by Heather Cox and Jessica Morgan. I really don't know how two people can write a book, but anyways, that is, this is the the Royal We is a fictional royal book where they are not the royal family, but they are. Like, everything is the same. The The castles are named the same. And I feel like the main character is like a William-Harry um, hybrid. Okay. And um, I like it. So I'm on the second one, which is called The Royal... No. The Heir Affair. Okay, now these are horny corner books, right? They are PG horny.
1: Okay. Hmm. Well, what's even the point then? <laughs> well, I love I'm to sure. hate the royal family a lot.
2: And especially after watching the the season of the crown and then the um, Diana in her own words. And I have noticed that the royal family, I don't know if you guys get these like, Pop culture updates Um, I get them because I work for the company That owns people magazine so every day in my work Email I actually get like here's The top five things everyone's Talking about it's so weird and Every day since the crown has Come out there's something about the royal family As it and they are doing So much damage control It Mm -hmm. it's really dumb like there was One that said Find out what William's sweet message to the queen Was and you click on it and says the message was by mom or by granny or gran or whatever he calls her. I'm like, wait, what? So this is on the news. (laughs) This is trending on Twitter because he said bye. And then, uh, what was the one the other day? Oh, the queen accidentally tweeted from her Twitter account. See what the tweet was. And it was, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) So they are definitely doing damage control. And then, um, Kate and William are on that stupid train that the royals own do you know about this train they only bring it out when they need good PR they Mm -hmm. ride around they ride around the different um countries and go and see people on like a goodwill thing but the train is so old and rickety that they actually and and the sleeping cars only have twin beds so they can't even sleep in the same bed together they probably don't at home let's be honest um but it and then where are their kids like they're driving around the the countryside and their kid like they have what three four kids and they're nowhere to be seen in this dumb train so yeah <laughs> read the royal wee and and what's funny is i'm on the airfare They actually are on the dumb train right now because there was a huge PR scandal. And I was
1: like, do these women know the future? (laughs) (laughs) You know, my aunt has met the queen. What? Yeah, my Scrabble playing aunt, she and her husband have been going for 30, 40 years to Balmoral, Scotland, which is where the country estate is that's the Mm -hmm. queen's country estate i can't quite work out because there's a village of balmoral so it's all it's not private it's open but Mm -hmm. then i don't know it's it somehow is sort of more secluded but so when the queen is in balmoral it's not as um sort of rigid protocol as it is Mm -hmm. in london and and she spends the
2: summer there right
1: yeah, she's on vacation. So you could see her just like driving around. I mean, I think she's a little old now, but she used to be like driving her Land Rover around the village or whatever. <laughs> but my aunt said a couple of years ago they had just we were staying in I don't know, there's like a cottage for rent, Airbnb or whatever, and they were out in the front yard of the cottage and uh the queen came down the lane with the corgis and stopped and talked to them. Wow, how oh, fun. Yeah. So Everybody go stay at Balmoral if you want to rub elbows with Liz.
2: In this season of The Crown, Balmoral is a huge plot
1: point. Yeah, but stay away if if Philip's driving. (laughs) Because he really shouldn't be. None of... I mean, come on.
2: She shouldn't (laughs) either.
1: He's just a skeleton right now. Yeah, really. At this point. That's such a weird family. It
2: is. (sighs) make me so mad and I'm so obsessed
0: (laughs) okay I have uh, the shameless Amazon plug of the week as previously mentioned I have a really hard time cooling baked goods without interference (laughs) or making baked goods or cooking or doing anything at all in the kitchen because of a certain little gremlin who lives in my house named bear Um, so I I've been on this quest to figure out a way that I can cool things from the oven without him getting at them. And I finally came to the conclusion that I need to get some cloches, um, and some, some mesh cloches. And I found some on Amazon and I've got two of them and they're great. And this specific one is called a Giada stainless steel mesh food cover dome picnic outdoor mesh tent food cover protectors for outdoors camping parties picnics barbecues green
1: and they are green (laughs) Uh, so so this is probably intended to be like an insect shield yes right Mm -hmm. yes i think that's the idea is it's for for dining
0: outdoors to keep bugs off your food
2: is it heavy
0: no, no. It's very okay. light. And so this is a so I have a little workaround because like of course he could just like pick it up, you know. I was gonna he say he would stick a claw in it and and mm, get it, you flippy. know. He he broke one bowl and one plate yesterday just because I made the mistake of putting them on the counter instead of in the sink or For God's when sake when I was Bear. done with lunch. Yeah, and then he probably ate some ceramic whatever. Um because he was <laughs> cleaning the soup off of the bowl. So what I do is I put these on the rack and then I binder clip them to the
1: rack (laughs) (laughs) and it works. (laughs) So, but theoretically he could like push the whole thing off the counter, right? He could,
0: but he wouldn't get anything. Uh, True. You know, they'd still be protected and he wouldn't eat the whole thing. He might get some crumbs, but that's fine. There's nothing I can do about that. I have, I have reasonable expectations. Um, so these things were 16.99, and I think it has saved me a lot of headaches so far. Very nice. Good
1: thinking, Meredith. Yeah, that's smart.
0: Well, it took yeah. a while to get there, but <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a solution.
1: Meredith's trying to stay one step ahead of Barry. <laughs> <It's> yeah, possible. <laughs>
2: He's already plotted out what to do. Yeah, to take this thing down. We'll see.
1: Well, let's roll into a little housekeeping. If you would like some um, merch with our name and or logo and or it's fine on it, you can certainly shop at our our little store at thisshowhaseverything.com and just click on that shop button and find our merchandise. Also, please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. I don't know. Are we really trying to get more users, our listeners? Meh. I mean, I... Mm. i'd kind of like to be more popular but then again we'd get the weirdos right, right. i'm not sure i no like weirdos. our audience that, but yeah, have a yeah great audience. but but you know still still review us and, and say what you like and you know hillary lives on that oh, yeah. stuff so um tell her how great she is how, how smart pretty <laughs> she is that's really all that we want <laughs> and uh add our amazon link to your phone home screen maybe these mesh bug covers mm-hmm. no not a bug cover A food cover to keep bugs and small black cats out. Mm -hmm. And uh, then whenever you need something on Amazon, just click on that and surf away from there. And then we'll get a couple of pennies for our uh, costs in running the show. And that would be great. And this is
2: how you can get involved with the show. Go to our website, theshowhaseverything.com. And you can send us your thoughts and feelings at throwyourphone.com join our facebook where all the fun happens i think it's just the show has everything right is that how you find it on i think facebook so yeah again? you can tweet us we sometimes look at that it's at She show <laughs> <laughs> i think we all have a notification but no one ever tweets us so or email us at She at 10 7 10. com, and send us a voicemail wait Oh, send us a voice memo. We used to have a phone, but we ruined it. Um, Yeah, send us a voice memo to Tishi at com, like Matt did and Anne, and you can hear yourself on the show. And you can also fax us at 617 354 8513. Does that still work? You yeah, as I know. Absolutely. Figure out how to fax us. Do people have fax machines at. at when they're not in the office? I mean,
1: I can fax from my computer. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Do that. My mom gave me my dad's printer fax copier combo, mm-hmm. which I can't get to work, but I have it. <laughs> Theoretically,
0: and the, it
2: the might. first thing you need to do is fax something to Bobby as soon
1: as you yeah. can get it to work. I will. I've downloaded so many drivers, <laughs> it still doesn't work. <laughs>
2: printers are the worst yeah they are all right thanks for joining us and that was everything
1: was it how about games (laughs) about games i don't know we could talk for another 10 hours about games I thought this wasn't going to be a two-hour show. I really thought why it would Why would you think
3: that?
1: I don't
0: know why. <laughs> I thought, surely we can't do
1: it again.
0: Well, last one was two and a half, right? So we're you know,
1: getting a little better. I, uh, well, that's because it was me and Hillary going, and another <laughs> thing! I restrained myself a lot. There was a lot more me games too. I wanted to talk about. But <laughs> I had
0: so many more stories. I'm really hungry, so... Yeah.